everybody talking about a podcast y'all heard of podcasts have you all heard of the podcast medium well i'm coming at you from the podcast medium and i'm out there on that section of the internet i'm out there in that internet bill and uh you know i'm i'm out there with you know places selling hot dog flavored ice cream you know popcorn flavored water um cotton candy hot dogs you know all of that stuff we've already talked about pop rocks chicken welcome you're you're in the world where you don't know what's going on you don't have any idea what is going on dog What's happening? I'm losing it over here. Losing it movements. What if when you were taking a shit, you know, you referred to it as losing the grandchildren? I'm gonna go lose some grandkids. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, dropping the kids off at the pool, you know, pinching a loaf, taking a dump. I'm less interested in the entirety of these phrases than I am just simply the, the action words. Um, you know, taking a shit, leaving a shit, giving a shit, giving a shit, you know, you're not even literally talking about shit anymore. You're talking about caring. So I think leaving a shit means you give a shit. You give a shit about letting someone know that you don't give a shit. All right. That's the kind of gymnastics we do around here. I'm the Simone Biles of fucking up podcasts. But, uh, you know, I got my medals on the wall. I actually don't have any medals on the wall. I do have a spelling bee trophy from when I was in third grade. And uh, I, I came in second place. I believe I lost to uh, uh, Jessica Oberholzer. She was the like the smartest kid in the class, and like kind of I had a huge crush on her. I remember one day like uh, her like headband broke, and for some reason it came upon me the quiet quiet kid in the class to suggest a way to fix it um and I can't remember but like one of the snarkier girls in the class and this was like third grade so in hindsight it's kind of like wow I wonder where she's at is she a comedian because she said um like you're her you're her like she didn't say repairman it was like some 50s TV thing. Like, you're her maintenance man. You the maintenance man. Um, like fixing a, a headband for this girl. And uh, yeah, I, I was doing that because I did want to be her maintenance man. I, I wanted to fix things for her. I wanted to be of value to this girl because I was so enamored with 
how smart she was, how beautiful she was, how like kind of uh, light her her being was. Even in, in in third grade, you know, none of us had gone to war, none of us had held a job, none of us had done much more than fucking walk the dog when our parents forced us to, but but I sensed that she didn't have the heaviness that I as a third grader had. And I think I did have some heaviness. Because in third grade, we were having Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house. And I was dressed as Santa Claus. I'm not sure why. Um, but I think Santa Claus started coming around to the malls around Thanksgiving, you know? Santa started his campaign season in November leading up to December. All right. All right. Stand on your shit, dog. Um, how you doing? How's everybody doing tonight? Are you having some, are, are you enjoying the food you're eating? Is everything satisfactory? Are you finding your experience to be stimulating? Are you... Am I talking too quietly? Who knows, right? <laughs> Who knows the answers to these questions? It's so hard to find answers to the questions we all have. You gotta think about what even, what question do you ask? If you're being serious, what question do you ask? I'm talking about three, four minutes worth of questioning. I went to, uh, a rodeo. Yeah, I walked in the wrong entrance and they made me be the clown, man. The guy who, like, jumps in the barrel, you know? And I just rolled that fucking thing sideways and got out of there. And I've been just rolling ever since, you know? I just got in that barrel and just kept going. And when I did that, everyone saw that I was alive. And, uh, yeah, I found this hat, these glasses, and I put this look together, and I'm thinking about, you know, start starting a golden earring cover band. And, uh, you know, maybe trying a less rural part of America to live in. It's not so rural where I'm at. It is where I grew up. But we're not here to talk about ruralness or a city or angels or demons. We're here to talk about your nachos. How are those nachos? They good? They good? I've been eyeing the nachos. Because I got to say, I have not been eyeing my set. Uh, yeah, so ground... Ground beef, ground round, good to go. (laughs) 
ham slider? You be the judge. Crispy chicken wristwatch. Six of one, half a dozen the other. We report, you decide. Everybody deserves freedom, right? Um, or to quote Rage Against Machine, freedom, yeah, right. Um, and then he said, great job at the mall, Monica. I really, I really thought what you were doing at the mall was effective at eventually getting home from the mall. I try to um, use more coriander in my life. I've been uh, seasoning my toothpaste with it. And uh, yeah, that don't. Don't do that. Do try other spices. You remember cinnamon toothpaste? Some of you motherfuckers still use Tom's. Don't even, don't even try and deceive me with that. Even behind these glasses, I can see in your eyes you're, you're telling lies. You ever like just, you're walking in the wide open and you feel like um, all of a sudden, it's like the bow of the ship just went whoop. Who knows? Who knows the answers to these questions? Do you have a question? Um, but yeah, the, the nachos is the question. What do you put on them? Do you put an onion on it? What kind of onion? I mean, you're not grabbing like uh, pickled cipollini onions. Pull that out of my grab bag. I got a grab bag. I leave it at the airport. It's good enough climate control there that the parts inside won't rust. And we've got another option if we don't need it. Um, I try to whisk people out of my house when, when I'm asking them to leave. I'm just like, get out. Get out and, you know, that's often how I greet them too. Like, get in, get in here, get in here. I really kind of like, you know, just fighting with this thing. Finding my voice, finding my voice, finding a choice in my Rolls Royce. Boy. It's hard to follow a stream of consciousness because the stream itself is contained in its bound. The banks. So you have to follow the banks of consciousness so that you may elect to submerge yourself in the stream or walk away at any moment's notice. It's meditation, man. Um, but seriously, are the nachos, do they have Doritos in them? Like, 
I wonder if Doritos ever made a plain Dorito, like just a corn chip. No, because that would be fucking ballsy to claim corn chips and just be like, no, this is a Dorito now. But I'm sure, much like the Neapolitan pizza in Italy, there are strict standards for the size of a standard Dorito potato chip. Regardless of how it curls in the baking process, I am certain they cut it out of the same cookie cutter kind of thing. I'm gonna measure a sufficiently flat Dorito one day and we're gonna get it going. We're gonna get it going. I tried to figure out whether I'm a Jeep or a dune buggy guy. You know, I think that's an important question for a wayward man to ask himself. And I think it's it's gotta be dune buggy, man. Cause you have like less paneling, you know? You get mixed up in more shit and hit more shit and people can get angry at you for driving recklessly. And you know, then you wake up and it's, you know, you go back to the bank. <sighs> the bank. What a crisis, huh? 2008. I got nothing on that. I've got less material on the 2008 mortgage and housing crisis um, than I do uh, money coming out of that, my 401k fund. Anyway, Portrait of Dorian Gray is ironically quite vivid in color. It's very good. It's good to be colorful, right? We all like that. I try to think about uh, dinosaurs and where they may have lived and what kind of jobs they may have had. You know, soda stand, malt shop, old Chevy factory employee. Big denim pants factory, you know? <sighs> I tried to work at a big denim pants factory and it just, it didn't work out. Couldn't get in the pocket. I was trying to play as the house band for a bank, um, just to take it back to banks. Um, yeah, so, what do you know? You fart in a bank one time and you get labeled a pariah in your small town of Dexter, Michigan, you know? I also, uh, you know, broke into a house once when I was a kid. It was a condemned house and my, like, distant, uh, sort of second cousin-ish type person... Loose relative was the uh, sheriff in that town, and he he personally attended to this matter. My name came up, so that's fun. Um, yeah, and that was over 47 years ago. That was when I was a navy diver in Japan. <clears throat> and then when I went back to Japan, 
I became a marine diver. Because that just makes more sense, right? The word marine. Navy is like the color of the Pacific Ocean. Where I play my ukulele. Ukulele. Um, and I make killer swordfish tacos with the worms in them because some come, I mean, you gotta eat worms some places. You know? You go to some places, you get a worm spaghetti. You go to Beetlejuice's at the mall next to Megan over there. She's gonna take you downtown. And take you downtown to a different mall because that's not the one you were supposed to meet at. But she was gracious enough to come out and meet you at the at there. And then you went to Denny's. Inside another mall, there's a Denny's. Who knew? Who knew? Who knows the answers to these questions? Probably Tom Arnold. You know, honestly, if I had to trust anybody's advice in life, it's Tom Arnold. Because how he hasn't just lost his ass nine times over. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything on Tom Arnold. I don't know Tom Arnold. I'm hoping to attract his attention, and I'm guessing... I will, because he's, uh, he's, uh, he's out there, baby. He's out there, baby. He's making couches and shoes and making amends and, and wearing blue blazers, navy blazers, marine blazers. I'm trying to get a marine blazer on, and then, you know? That's a colloquial term for uh, <laughs> fatigues, like your jacket, your, your shirt. I don't know, blouse, blazer, brassiere. <laughs> Military-issued male brassiere is what I'm, I'm looking for at uh, TJ Maxx. And I heard they actually have some good prices on fry boots and really spendy olive oils and a John Mayer CD. How'd that get in there? How'd that get in there? You know, it's like you go over by the pink Himalayan salt and there's a John Mayer CD. How'd that get in there? <laughs> oh, how'd that get in there? Seriously, fess up. Lock the sliding front doors. Gather all the employees in a semicircle. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, I tried to go as all the Slipknot figurines for Christmas. But then I realized like the holiday where you dress up is Halloween. So I did that. So I, the next year, and everybody knew what was coming, so it didn't go over great. But uh, I, yeah, I, I led the Easter Bunny back to the car rental agency and left my card at the table, and I think he may have taken it. That's all I'm saying, man. fucking tooth fairy at Arby's, the same fucking thing. Dropped my license. Took it as like apparent payment, you know, in some netherworld of like soul exchange. You know, my identification services is the same currency as say a tooth. You can conjure a soul out of my 
ID, I don't know. It's the fucking tooth fairy, man. Quit biting down on my ambitions. Like a hoagie of guilt. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading poetry at this point. Um, I did I did read poetry, and I would never write poems. I would just do this, and I would get standing ovations. You know, and the years have just passed in this desert, and I've lost all of my ability to tell time. So I got a I got a leprechaun wristwatch for your mother-in-law. Is that all right? Is that all right? I'm gonna want to know if that's all right or not because I have to go to the bank. I got a gig there. Got a gig at the Sunflower Festival opening up for. Jules Rody. I got a gig at the uh, Cheesecake Factory. Putting whipped cream on top of cheesecakes. They have a machine that does it. I don't have to do anything. Except just stare agape past the line of 500 people who are always in line waiting for a reservation at Cheesecake Factory. The difficulty of my job is standing there and acting like I can't do anything for them when I know I could if I could just leave the whipped cream robot station. But the robot would know. The whipped cream robot always knows. my mother to the whipped cream monster machine. The whipped cream robots nearly cost me my job. <sighs> Ever put chocolate milk in the whipped cream machine? Not good. Not good. I like uh, drinking milk out of those bags that look like breast implants pre-surgery doesn't have a nipple on it or anything you know you gotta cut the corner with a bag I I had a sandwich the other day with a corner of a bag in it and let Jimmy Jones know that I'm coming for them coming for them and all of their orange tomatoes what is the deal with not being able to find a good tomato these days what's the deal huh you know real estate in Nevada used to be reasonable I wore my cape and turned into Kirk Henson I don't know who Kirk Henson is, but you can look it up and then become an expert on who Kirk Henson is. 
and I'll move on. I used to have a hat made out of um, a shoe. The shoe made out of hat bills. Daniel Day-Lewis made those shoes for me. He's a cobbler, shoemaker. Another noble profession. When you sit in a windowless room, <laughs> eagerly churning contoured leather, bonding things with hide glue and working in the dark. <laughs> I'd probably listen to like Ronnie James Dio if I made shoes. Good night. about, you know, all the things I want to riff about. And sometimes, you know, stand-up doesn't go so good in the club. I did a five-minute set at the fake comedy club, The Misdemeanor, in, in Cologne, Iowa. Cologne, Iowa. Let's look that motherfucker up. Cologne. Draco Noir, Iowa. Let's see. Cologne, Iowa. Kelowna. Kelowna. Kelowna, motherfucker. <laughs> Day trip to Kelowna, Iowa. Washington, okay, all right. We're going to read about this shit. The drive to Kelowna makes me laugh. Starts out directly enough. Take I-35 to I-80 and head east. Just before you get to Iowa City, you take the 230 exit and head south onto a road called Blackhawk. Then turn on the Black Diamond Ave. Then you turn on the um, Orville Yoder Turnpike. That's when I start to giggle. Turnpike? Really? I think of a turnpike, I think of New Jersey. And believe me, this ain't New Jersey. Washington County in general, and Kelowna in particular, are well worth exploring. The county boasts a fine collection of barn quilts. And the area is home to a large population of Amish and Mennonites. Their influence can be seen along the country roads, in the countryside businesses, and even in town. When I arrived in Kelowna early Saturday afternoon, my first order of business was to find a place to eat lunch. I found it at Kelowna Bakery, a combination bakery slash restaurant in downtown Kelowna. The menu is small, mostly sandwiches and prepackaged salads, but I ate my fill for a mere $5.85, including a piece of pie. Fuck yeah. Kelowna, motherfucker. We'd be doing we'd be doing comedy for the Amish. Amishity. Kamish. Kamishity. Comedyish. Kamish. I keep coming back to Kamish, so that's what we're gonna call it. Kamish. There's more. Alright. So here I am again. I don't even know why I'm here talking to you people. You know, I got better things to do. I could count my socks. 
find out if they're even or odd. Then add them together and somehow they're odd again. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, sir? Let's see, what are people trying these days? You got the ashtray full of peanuts there? You know what used to go in that ashtray, right, sir? You are a sir, right? You are... Do you know a madam or a sir? Or do you just go by whatever you think you need to go by at the moment to become understood by the understandables? I, I've strove to be understood by the understandables and it just doesn't happen as often as one might think. I used to be a, a, a pigeon salesman, you know? New York. Not many people are looking to buy pigeons in New York. You can steal a pigeon in New York. You can sell pigeons. If you're not me. You can probably sell pigeons. So, uh... So yeah, I'm, t I'm 38, I'm almost 40, you know, and I've been thinking about, been thinking about rock and roll. Rock and roll. I've been thinking about what happens when I become the guy who's old and, and still decides to like put feathers in his hair. You know? Bob Seger told me though, rock and roll never forgets. Judging by your faces, that, you know, I would argue rock and roll doesn't exist. Um, what's the deal with Uggs? What's the deal with Uggs? Rock and roll Uggs. I saw a lady walking around with spikes on her Uggs. And a minor threat symbol. I want to know who's who's the kingpin of podcasting for 85-year-olds and up. Who is that? Who is it? If George Burns was Oprah. How about that? Any of you wayward youth aware of a George Burns reference when you get it? When you get served up hot like that? Would you still watch your daytime TV show if it was called Helen? Oh, Helen. I went on Helen today and she just scolded me. No, that bitch doesn't dance. That's, that's Ellen you're thinking of. Ellen's a trip. Helen's a fucking cunt. I, uh, I used to rent a lot of videos, you know, we had a place called Hollywood Video and go in there and they used to have a room where all the porn was. And as a kid, you used to avoid going to that room. You didn't want to be seen lingering in there too long. It was like there was radioactive air or something. Put your jacket over your head and get in, do your business, get out. You'd walk in there and grab, you know, butt gals 2017 or something. 
much earlier than that because video stores weren't around in 2017 doing that kind of shit. Remember when Times Square was just jerk-off booths and trash? Yeah, me neither. I, I go to the M&M store. I go to New York just to go to the M&M store just to get the new T-shirt they have that year. COVID really fucked things up for me this year. I don't have the 2020 M&M fucking COVID mask because I couldn't go. I think we were all affected by this quarantine. You got to respect your elders. Got to love and respect them. I will be going to see my grandparents tonight. I'm going to be making them some dinner. Going to do something real simple. Going to do some stuffed peppers. What am I going to stuff them with? You know, like rice and ground beef and sautéed onions and garlic and tomatoes and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I do. I try and find a thing that I can do for other people that doesn't take, you know, overextending myself or trying to make it about impressing them. I just find a simple thing that I know how to do and I just put myself around some people I can do it for and I do it. And that's usually how the most spectacular results and happy moments in my life are. You know, I just, I grab some food, some wine, some family or friends, and uh, just tell a few yucks, tell a few lies, you know? Respect your elders, spend that time with them. You know, we don't all know how long we're gonna be here on this earth, and the old people are the lucky ones who have survived. A lot of shit, war, you know, economic downturn, depression, you know, family strife, financial woes, successes, failures, all of it. They've lived a lot of it, decades more than us, some of us. Well, decades more than me. So I gotta respect them. And I got to spend some time with them, you know? I love my grandparents. I spent every day growing up going to my grandparents' house. And you know, there were a lot of routines there. You know, I took a lot of naps there. I watched a lot of uh, Mighty Max there. I watched all of the episodes of Saved by the Bell multiple times there. I learned about and barely watched Mama's Family. I watched Win, Loser, Draw. I've learned about and watched the A-Team, Airwolf, Sega Genesis, all that shit. I learned how to make ramen noodles. My grandma used to make me her version of the Taco Bell Mexi Melt, but on her stovetop. It was pretty good because she was blind and she could still make me a fucking Mexi Melt when I wanted it. We'd go golfing across the street and rollerblading in the three-mile 
paved loop through the metro park right across the street from us we had a big yard in the back that we used to hit golf balls and sometimes on a late afternoon waiting for my parents to come pick me up after i got done with school i would be out in the backyard and a wayward fucking dog would come out of nowhere and chase me you know i've been chased like two three times by dogs in that in that yard and uh you know, I hit my first deer about a half mile down the road. And, uh, you know, picked the school bus up there for years. Been on a lot of vacations with them, been on a lot of road trips. I went to North Carolina on a road trip. I went to South Dakota on a road trip. I went to Colorado on a road trip. I went to Florida numerous times on a road trip. You know, I've been to Hawaii with them. I've been, I don't think I've been to Japan with them, but they've both been to Japan. Actually, my grandma hasn't, but, you know, they're, they're with it. They're active people, but they're getting older and they're not, they're not so active anymore. They'll be going to Florida and stuff like that, but I'm taking this time when they're in Michigan to spend some time with them, taking the time to give them some time with the precious time we all have left. Amen, brother.